and welcome to Breaking Down the Wall podcast. This week I've got Tony O'Neill with me. Tony, thanks very much for joining me today. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your what you do for a living and your hobbies. Uh, well, thank you, James. Thanks for having me on, mate. I, so I own a, a Scottish brand with a social heartbeat. So I run a social enterprise called Animalia Apparel. Um, we make fitness and fightwear, and our aim is to sell clothing, to make a difference in communities. A few of the things that we say is we want to try and unleash the potential in young people and adults, help them reconnect back to life a bit, live a bit more free. And that really comes down to how I want to live as well. I want to live a bit more free and enjoy life. Hobby-wise, there has been a lot of focus on the business, but I, I really enjoy um, going out walking, um, hill walking, uh, stair workouts, exercising, even started doing a bit of mobility and yoga. And I do like being creative, whether it's writing we nobody really knows this, this is a new one, writing wee limericks or wee bit of writing and then drawing, kind of like drawing and painting. Um, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to do more of because it's good to get in that creative zone. Sounds good, mate. Have you always been into that sort of creative stuff, or is it something you picked up as you got older? No, I've always, I've always done that. Like when I was, I ain't old enough to really hold a pencil. I was doodling. I don't know if you've done this as a wee guy at school. My my primary one jotters are all full of teenage mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> um, nearly every day I was drawing turtles. Loved cartooning. I was part of. A, I went to a comic book club which probably back then was looked at, you looked at being a geek and all this stuff. And the way I look at young people now are ended in that, I think you're cool, man. You're absolutely the boss. Uh, girls or boys, anybody that's great, I just love it. So we, we, I made my own comic book up. We all had to do that. And mine was uh, Spacey. And it was a wee space robot that was the fastest space robot in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> class. And then... Uh, I went through through school drawing. Never actually took art until I done it intermediate. Passed my intermediate and then get managed to get a higher B. Really enjoyed what I really liked doing at the time was um like pencil drawings. Right. Kinda like say it was like a like a metal kettle, see cause it reflects and all that. I kinda liked doing that and then done we 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 drawings for people here and there. But I something that I've missed that I think it I think now at thirty five, got to be thirty six this year, I've realised that Let's get back to doodling and drawing, because I really enjoyed it, and you get lost in it, and you can have a bit of fun doing it. I know, it sounds good, mate. Like, one thing I was never good at through school, I know you're saying like um, drawing Ninja Turtles, stuff like that, I still kind of draw a, a stickman. Stickman's as much, as much as I go, so it's something I always wanted to do. So there's a, there's a boy in my school, probably similar to yourself, he sees drawings during primary school and stuff like that. I mean, this guy was drawing like dragons in P5, like, and I'm talking like shit-hot dragons. It's like... I wish I could have done that. Do you know what I mean? Just like the way he done it was absolutely crazy. It was like Jesus. I think I think when you see folk like that, you do think like, wow, how does even I see that? And I'm like, that's I'm not that level. I, I just love seeing that, and it is it can I suppose in one aspect kind of put you off doing your thing. But I'm going to show you this. I know people only be able to see this, but you can. <laughs> so I've got a I'm doing a presentation, and right. I'm going to show this. Did you see that? Aye. Really sad. <laughs> <laughs> my trees, and then there's me up in Nevis. <laughs> you 
So, like, the way I look at it is that we depends what level and what you're trying to do, but see, for me, like, just doing that, that makes me laugh. Even though it's my wee drawing, yeah, wee stick man and whatever, so my point is, James, if you want to draw your stick man, go and, go and uh, knock yourself out, do you like Oh, that's good, mate. It's good that you've got that. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously gives you something to kind of aim at and stuff like that as well. So, aye, so we'll just crack on then and get right into the, the crux of it. So, obviously, the podcast um, is all about like, trying to break down the wall of, of mental health and um, try and get away from the stigma attached to it and, and normalise mental health. Or what, what I'm trying to do is like try to just change my own terminology to, to run talk about mental illness or mental health almost call it a mental injury because like I played football all my days and if, if I get injured I would never say I get mentally injured or physically injured I'll just say I get injured and it's usually my muscles MD you speak to that knows me you'll probably say I'm made of chocolate the amount of injuries I've had so have you ever suffered any mental injuries throughout your adult life then? Oh, definitely it's kind of an ongoing thing kind of similar to yourself I was known as injury prony Tony so <laughs> Like that, I had to always try and bounce back for that, take them for what they are, but then I've, I've, I've tried to learn to minimise these injuries, so you can probably say that likewise to, to mental health, I've, I've tried to minimise things that affect me, but I also understand that you can't you can minimise it 100%, it's always going to be there, or it's, you've got to be challenged by something, so instead, if you, you, can, you can actually ask quite good you said that about injury about football, that if you see... If you look at footballers that probably prolong their career, it's because they do a lot before the game, before even during the game, maybe managing their energy after the game and then outside the game. So I look at my own mental health like that now. It's more of a full approach there, and it all comes down to how I can approach my day, what I can do in the day, learning about my own, like, my own awareness of it, my awareness of myself, what I like, what I don't like, how I react to things. Um, I've tried to react less, with less anger to certain situations, but I'm a human being. So if I do get angry, I don't really, don't be wrong, if I ever get angry and upset somebody in that, right, that's, that, that's no good. But just getting angry, just understanding it is why you're getting angry. It's just an emotion, you're passionate about something. Try to understand these emotions and feelings better and being able to have the tools it's kind of like to, to start again because I think even with even with training I've done with, with fitness, you always get yourself fit to a really good level and then you can't, you'll never, you don't sustain that. You come down a wee bit and then you need to go again. So it's kind of like that. But the more the older I get, I understand that there's things I can do just to get back to that point. And also I'm a bit more mindful now of my own thoughts and feelings. So maybe before, certain thoughts would have been very worrying. I'm not saying they're not worrying, but I don't, I suppose. And this is only where I'm at. I'm not saying that nobody has to do, do this. This is just me. That I don't panic as much when I think of certain things. When things are very, very, like, could be dark. kind of understand them. I try and think about them. If they were really dark and I couldn't get that, and then I was thinking of very dark things, I would tell somebody if it, if it restricted me in what I was doing and uh, it really stopped me from being me. Uh, I I could feel myself, even me being concerned, I would, I, would, I would try and address that. But again, I've I've got to that point through 
talking for so long about these things. So again, it's not, I would urge anybody to talk to somebody, get it out, but I also understand that just doing that can be quite challenging. No, I understand where you're coming from, mate, and it's like, the way you say that, actually, see, like, just go back to the point about where you talk about, like, and we'll take a football player, for example, right, like, prolonging your career, and about how they look after themselves out with their job, for example, so their preparation, their recuperation and stuff like that. I, I think that's that's a great mindset, and I've never actually heard them speak about it like that before, if I'm being completely honest, and it's a really, really good idea in terms of like encouraging people to, to take time, and that's something I've, I've said before, is like, take time for yourself. Like, yeah. if you've got three kids and you've come home from work and you have to go and pick them up from nursery, primary school, high school, whatever it is, and you don't get a minute yourself and, and all that sort of stuff, find time. You've, you've, for your own sanity, you've got to find time. And I know that's easier said than done, I suppose, but people will just struggle on and struggle on and it's, it's no use. You've got to, no. as you say, prolong that career and, and find time to, to recuperate and, and prepare for the next the next game effectively. Yeah, exactly, and I think that we, and it's a very hard one with that, because in society, everybody's got an opinion on how everybody should live, but somebody, to me, whether it's this is worth anybody or not, if you're a parent, I just believe that you're still a human being, you're still a person, you're still, if your name, whatever your name was, or is, um, so you do deserve to have some joys in life, No kids are a joy, but it's also, it's... There's a lot of responsibility there and a lot of pressure. And it's all right to do things for yourself. This isn't because you don't love your children or anybody, or even if it's just, you're in a relationship, it's because you don't love your partner. It's nothing to do with that. For us to thrive and for us to be present in life, we have that right to just live, do and do things that make us who we are, that make us a bit bubbly, that make us understand things, that just make us enjoy things a bit more. So when the, the harder times come, which they they come as well, we can maybe manage that a little bit better. And even from your like like breaking down the wall, like the podcast, like if you look at that as a house, like when you build a house you want it to be solid as it can, but the rain, the wind, the elements can still batter it. The house isn't invincible for it. It can still get things happen to it. So that's kinda of where I'm trying to be and understand as well that not everybody can do that. And like you say, like the mental injury, there is, aye, there can be differences there with that and then somebody with a mental illness and it can be quite quite, quite different as well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like somebody being diagnosed with something that's really serious, their needs is, is maybe got to be different than somebody else. And that individual person will be different than somebody else that's diagnosed with the same thing because of they may be a different age, lived a different life, etc. No, you're you're absolutely right, and it, it goes back to the point where everybody's diff, everybody's body is different. Uh, it was one thing that I, I got told. It was actually from a physiotherapist, a nurse, that she says like it was during an injury, and she was saying like your body will be completely different to the next body that comes, the next person that comes through. It's the same age as you, same height, same weight, same everything. However how your body reacts to treatment and whatever else. So whilst yeah. it might take six weeks on average for to get you back to fitness, your body might get back within four weeks. It might take eight weeks. You know, and that, that it's, it's crazy because the brain is still a, a part of your body. Uh, and, and it's almost like, as I say, it's, it's that stigma. 
But just to go back to kind of what you're, you're touching about there in terms of you, you obviously you've had some dark thoughts in, in your time and you, you always you've now learned that you speak about them and stuff like that. There must have been a point though where you never spoke about those sort of thoughts or, or any sort of emotions or feelings when you maybe bottled something up. Yep. Was there ever a time like that? I there's been uh, many times there's been I a few significant ones. Last fifteen, uh, the, the shit hit the fan a bit, and I decided that I was going to take read the the pill cupboard and just try and take a lot of pills, and then that was me. I wanted to go to sleep and no wake up. I put weights against my door. My mum not heard the pills and she was just she was a bit like I wonder what he's doing then I don't know she just had a feeling and then she came to my room and like kicked the door in pushed the door open and then I had to go to hospital and drink charcoal and then get get assessed um I was about 15 at the time and then after a few days got out and then went and played football and that was really the the gist of the, the support there nobody really knew what to do um, it wasn't MD's fault. I, I just didn't know how to articulate myself and what was going on. I had a lot of my own demons and concerns in life. And then you're talking about football. One of the biggest things was your whole body, your body image. Um, worrying about getting your getting in the shower. Put it that way. That was the biggest thing. I don't know if I should use that word. That, that was what I was worried about. So that that put me off. That actually put me off playing with football teams, uh, progressing in sport because I thought that. That was a that was a major thing, and that's what people cared about. And yes, I understand there, there can be a bit of teasing, and aye, people can be quite mean um, when you're that age, and maybe it's meant and maybe it's no, but you just don't know. Looking back, it's easy to go that doesn't matter, but it did. So, but it should be. And kind of never really grew at that for a long time. Um, when I was twenty one, I ended up scaling two fences, and I was on a train track. Train came, jumped off. Uh, phoned my brother and then he came and got me but all I'm going through that like when I was climbing the fence I was greeting like wailing no no loud like sobbing when I climbed our fence I was sobbing I was just I was just uh, I, I think my face was just wet for tears uh, and then phoning him so uh, that was quite difficult he's, he's younger than me he had to see that um, I spent a lot of my teens and early 20s like that, not a lot of people know that, drinking a lot, being upset when I come home, crying to my mum, crying to my pals, they didn't know what to do, um, I think then you become, and it, I, I felt like I was a liability, felt like I was a bit of a burden then, um, very insecure, but that that was, um, I just didn't understand it, didn't know that it was alright to be upset for a start, didn't know it was alright to feel feel these things and um, have these concerns and that as well that looking at people who you think are better off than you know that that that's that didn't really help and this was before social media became a thing do you know what I mean so I, I really feel for people now and the flip side of that I think there is a lot of positive things out there and a lot of real people realness so there's a bit of honesty about things now that you can that can help and there's maybe people there that you can relate to that can guide you a wee bit and then it's up to you in your own journey so I would then say that there's been times where I since um, through alcohol and drugs that I was a aye, a good bit of a dick um, not very nice done things that I'm I'm not proud of wish I could take back but 
it's done. I need to, I need to be responsible for that. And it's, I, I want, I want to get through life being, being a bit nicer to myself, but nicer to others. So if that means that I need to make changes and do things that are better for me, then I'm going to. And I'm a bit more now, precious, more precious, I would say precious, like with my time, with what I want to do, because I'd rather just do things that I'm enjoying and be honest with folk, like saying no to things or saying yes, than just doing everything because you feel you have to, and then being annoyed about it, when it's not even the person's fault, you're actually angry at yourself, so um, that's kind of where I'm at now. No, listen mate, one thing I was just, honestly, something you're telling us, what you, about all that stuff there, just one thing I can't mind was just how, how brave you've been, just in terms of your story there, like where you've been and how you've overcame it. It's just, for me, it just shows just braveness, if I'm just a bit of braveness, you know what I mean? And um, I say that's just one thing I was just thinking about there, was just like how brave this guy is in terms of what, what he's been up against in life at such a young age as well. As you say, at 15, I remember being that age and, and generally the reason I say about going in for a shower with, with your boxer on, because that's that's what we did. We went in a shower with our boxers on. <laughs> you had to get showered after the football. Do you know what I mean? And like um, when I was 16 and a half, I started playing football with guys, and then you start you go for showering with, with guys, people the same age as you, to showering with hairy ass men. You know, do you know what I mean? And it's like it is you can't go in a boxer with your boxers in at the end of no. the day. And you're right, no. like the things that happens in your mind at that at that stage for somebody such young ages is is it's it's a strange sensation. Is the only way I can can describe it because it's just it's new. Yeah, I mean, in terms of your thought process and and the changes in your body, and it's not just for 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 males; it's the same as females, and changes in their body for throughout their life and stuff like that. And that's just no. I don't just mean their physical changes. As we go back to your 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 mental state changes, as you said, you started to look at people that you thought were better off than you. You would have never thought about that as as twelve year old. Do you know what I mean? But when you get to seventeen, eighteen, you think. I want that car, I can drive now, I want a Bentley. Well, you're never going to get a fucking Bentley, are you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have a Bentley or not. It is, like, you can drive. And no. Enjoy it. Um, you're right. But no, listen, mate, like, that, for me, what you, what you said there was really, really brave to obviously overcome those episodes. You've obviously learned something from them. What What is that? Is there one thing that, that you do to kind of a keep you away from going back there or is there a number of things you do I know you spoke about it briefly earlier on but is there, is there one thing or is it is it a number of things I think it, it's, a, it's definitely a number of things I think that over time it get, it, things get better and you, you live with things a bit better whatever that is and I would say that the biggest thing was just the, the being honest with yourself where you're at it doesn't mean to say you need to be like calling yourself everything but just to be aware and be like, this isn't right, or how you're acting, it's like, is that how you want to treat people? Why are you treating people like this, or why are you treating yourself like this, whatever it is? Kind of asking yourself some hard questions, maybe writing it down and getting that out. What, what is this? What, why are you actually pissed off here? What is it? Do you know what I mean? Why do you care about, why do you really care about another guy looking at your bobby? Really? What? what you do? Like, I can assure you that when we played football, nobody cared. Aye. Unless you had a big one. And <laughs> but <laughs> another, another, nobody didn't pass the ball to me because of the size of my ball. <laughs> 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 we 
But then the other side is you get older and then it's like, like there you go, I've shaved my hair, I've, I've started to go bald, I've got grey, the aches and pains and you, I don't know, you guys don't talk about these things but then they kind of do in wee bits and you do find that guys do get through these things and like, your body changing, downstairs, everywhere, you got all these changes and then, so I think that just being able to be honest and then talking to people really does help and it doesn't mean to say you need to share it with everybody and post every detail on social media or etc you can do that you can be open that's your platform and that's your thing we need to respect that and all but whatever it is how you want to do it just let it out somehow sometimes it will the shit will hit the fan and it's all right to just deal with that and just be honest about it and own your whatever it is that's happened and just think where you want to go and what you want to do for you not for what people think you should do like like going james i think uh, you you should have a drink you know you should do this you should do that no i shouldn't do anything that you're telling me to do why do you why do it find out what what you enjoy for life and don't be ashamed of that just enjoy the good things that you like nah, um, you're right there's, there's a saying you're here for a, a good time not a long time sort of thing you know what i mean and and, and things you're saying about there as well is like I think it's something to do with kind of a getting older, and and obviously the more mature you get, then being honest with yourself becomes more anti easier. You think about as you, you say, right? We all make mistakes, right? And I'm a great believer, and it's something that I, that I tell the, the people I work with and stuff like that. My team is like, if you make a mistake, I generally couldn't give a fuck, but how you react to that mistake will tell me the sort of person you are. That will tell me, can I trust you? That'll tell me that you know you're sorry about the mistake, but as I say, it's how you react to it, and, and that's that's how you know if they've got to continue to make the same mistake. And as you said, we've all had a drink, we've all been a wee bit cheekier than normal and, and been a bit of a dick and stuff like that, but it's like, we see when you wake up the next day and somebody says, you were out of order last night, see you turn around and say, listen, I'm sorry, like, that wasn't me, and so on and so forth, then fair play to you, you're owning that mistake and that's probably the most common mistake if you have a drinking and stuff like that but as I said, sorry as you said mate, big thing for me is owning the mistakes, don't be ashamed of it, be honest take it on the chin, because the person that you've made a mistake against or you've hurt or whatever else, will probably respect you more for that Yeah, definitely you find that and I think it's quite it's quite a it's quite a, a uh, a weight off your shoulder when you can do this when you can say do you know what I have fucked up here I really have and it, before you do it you're a bit like oh I don't want to do this and thingy but when you do it you're like oh man it's good to just let that out it's good to just let that out and like you said we all do it we all do make mistakes and I've accepted that I'm going to keep making mistakes but I'm going to do my best to be a decent person and, and just enjoy my own business as well other people's business is your business. Aye, no, I, I, I see you should talk about social media. Um, it is one of those things where people, I think a, a lot of the younger generation does get hung up in social media. And as I said before in previous podcasts, social media has its positives, but it also has its negatives. And as you say, you've got to respect people's thoughts and views and people plaster everything all over Facebook. Some people don't like that. But what you what you've got to do is like for for you and as you said rightly is do what's good for you. So if somebody says to you go and take a drink, 
no, don't take a drink if it doesn't you don't fucking want to take a drink. Or mm-hmm. go and take five shots. No, I'll just I'll take two shots. Mm-hmm. Do, do I mean so do do what's good for you. What I, what I want to speak about now, mate, is uh, I was doing a wee bit of, of research, okay, about uh, the Animalia CIC project. So talk us a wee bit about that then. So Animalia CIC is that's the the community interest company. That's really the the brother, the sister, the partner of Animalia Apparel. So the aim is that the the brand makes a bit of money and then gives over to the, the CIC. Do they work in communities or with people or with partners? So, for example, we, we run the 24-hour Ben Nevis Challenge. And the aim of that is simply, well, you're doing 24-hour Ben Nevis, why would you do that? Or here's why we do that. And then you get to talk about why you're doing it, which which means that you can promote people or another charity or a cause. So it kind of gets people's attention to doing something a bit out there. But also it shows people what you can what you're capable of, because that's the biggest hill um, in all mountain in the UK. And if you're doing that multiple times, you must have something about you. If you did once, still, if you did half of it, good on you. Like, we're all a journey. Um, so it's kind of, I just use that simply as a metaphor for life. I'm going through Ben Nevis walks all the time, and I'm at different stages all the time, and I'm trying to get to the top. As soon as I get to the top and then I go to the bottom, I need to get to the top again. And it's just, I'm just going to forever climb climb these mountains. That's it. It's just that that analogy. You can use that for anything, other sport, whatever works. And the other side of that is the hill walking thing. It's just the social interaction. So it's getting people social. It's getting people talking. It's bringing different people walks of life together. And the fundamental goal with a kick is that, well, it is about people and it's about creating a community where we can aim to make a difference. The aim is to help people live a bit better, live a bit more free, help people be listened to and referred to services and partners if needed. Uh, because obviously, like, Anamelia talks about unleashing the animal and stuff like that and supporting, obviously, as you say, there are people from all walks of life and there's, there's various challenges and stuff like that. What what drives you to kind of a, to do that, I suppose? Because at the end of the day, you could be a, a very, very wealthy, successful business person. You, you could be, with your brand and things like that, uh, in the market you're, you're in, you could absolutely clean up, okay? What drives you to not be a wealthy businessman and, and want to give back to the community then and, and make people's lives better? That's a good question. James, when I was about three or four years old, my mum and dad told me a story that they came to uh, get me at nursery. They, they used to get asked questions or something that one of the, what do you call that, nursery leader, or somebody that works here told them that they would hear me shouting loud, you want to be my pal. I would ask anybody and everybody to be my friend. No, I, I did. I was lucky that I grew up, I had, I had wee glasses, wee thick specs, wee, wee animal patches on, patches different day. Um, that I have actually a lot of good memories of that wee guy, that wee boldness, and just want to be pals. And as I got older, I had friends, but going through my whatever it was, I just didn't feel anybody knew who I was, and I just didn't feel like I had a friend, if I'm being honest. This is a wee bit sad, but it's the way it is. And then going through the Animalia journey, 
try to do this and try to give back. And like you said, the, the potential is there that we could we could make a lot of money. That that's a fact. But it'll no mean any me if there's nobody I'm doing it with. And it certainly doesn't mean any me. Although I'm the, the head person of Animalia, that's not what I that's not what I want. I've openly said, not a lot of people know this because they're not on these programmes, but I've openly said that, especially when it comes to the the CIC, that I'd happily like, be a non-exec director, which means I'd be a non-paid director on that to some capacity. Or on the other side of it is, I'm aware that what directors and people who own businesses can make, and I would rather make like, the same as other people who are working with me. So... My thing, the reason that is, is just purely because I just want to be working with people who are doing it for similar values, similar causes. They've got their own ideas, expressions, identity, have have fun doing it, um, and just to be part of something. That's really it. It's, uh, it just comes down to that. And my, my mum's always been a massive supporter for me, listening to me been there for all the terrible things which I think would have been hard for my mum to watch and she's never disowned me and she's stuck by it so that that means a lot and my dad, my dad was alive, he um, was very generous with his time and all, um, he was an engineer but he always used to do, I didn't really, really I knew this but I never really, I never really realised this until like after he passed away that he, he, was, he actually done a lot of youth work and that's what I've done. He done a lot. He worked worked in the homeless community. Like he was he was doing soup kitchens and he was educating us and about the situation and different things and that that was his thing. Um, he never really told told the world about that. He just done it and he would do things at Christmas and go into the soup kitchen and come back. It's not like he, I don't know even his pals knew that, but that's what he done. So, aye, there's a lot of big things in the world and. I'd just rather enjoy it with people. That's a big, long answer for a question. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, listen, mate, it's, um, it's good to listen to, to be honest with you. It's, it's, I'll be honest, it's quite inspiring, right? Because, honestly, just to see obviously somebody that's got their own business like yourself, that, that's obviously quite a, a well-known brand within Scotland and things like that, and certainly within, obviously, the, the fighting industry, to actually give something back, as I said earlier on, it would be so easy for you to, to take the money and live a really luxurious lifestyle and whatever else in terms of later on in life, as you say, with the potential within the market and things like that. So it was really, really, honestly, mate, it's really inspiring to, to listen to that, listen to your story and see where you, like, I can see your vision and you can see that you've actually got values as a person and that that's that's important. I think if, if people can have values and people can have morals, and you don't worry about what's happening with your neighbours over the fence and stuff like that and concentrate on you, you clearly do that, mate, and you're certainly reaping rewards from that. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and honestly, it's, it's, it is inspiring, mate, to, to hear that sort of stuff. So, so that's yeah. that's great. Is there any way that they can get involved with, with the CIC or anything like that at all? Is there volunteering opportunities or, or anything like that? There will be right now. I'm going to say no, but I, I can explain that. It's no. It's just because we. It's, I've not got the capacity to do that yet. Always looking to we can look to collaborate and do things. We are still building some things, but getting involved in any of the uh, the walking, like the fitness walks, it's got to be free anyway. So we're doing some free, like free classes. I'm running them. I'll be 
the way things go, we'll hopefully get get somebody running the fitness sideways as well. I think just if, if people want to support the athletes that they kind of know, one part of my thing is, is, is explaining who people are again because we have been quiet with that. And I'll take that on the chin and vocalise that better because people have stuck by Anamare for like four or five years. It's been amazing. Um, I couldn't have done it without them. And even get back to the last point, where even young young people have been amazing with Anamale and just their, their ideas, their understanding. I've learned for that. So I think just just watching it for us, supporting us through, if you want to look at the page and you like what we're doing, support it. That, that would help. Don't you buy it? Just, just like support what we do. And then even if we're talking about partners or if there's charities we're working with, go and support them, talk to them, find out what they're doing. Uh, support the local gyms. That's really hit. It's but as we as we grow that that is the that would be the plan to have a maybe a bit of volunteer base but 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 massively a paid base. Um I've got some in, I've got an intern working me going to be working with an intern called Ellie who's still in uni and then possibly another intern. Hopefully we can give the, the students value that can help them in their progression. I don't want people to work for us just because we get free labour because that's a lot of shit. Um, you need to give people value and you need to give them a reason why they would want to work here and be it's a privilege that somebody chooses to work with Anamale. That's like thanks very much. So we want to be at that level, James, and be able to support people, even like even yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like people doing a good thing in the community. Like it all it all works, it's all like very circular. Do you know what I mean? Um, your message is, is powerful, so why not share that? That's the end of the hard questions, so sorry, the easy questions, mate, right? Now's the hard questions. Some um, <laughs> quick flyer questions in oh, here. Alright, so we'll just rattle through them, mate. Okay, so try not to take too long because you need to yes, see sir. your instant reaction. Right, okay. So this is just like a one more thing. Aye, mate, so this is inspired by, was it Joey and um, Phoebe and Friends? Uh, right, okay. <laughs> so, first question. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Pizza Hut or Domino's? Domino's. Domino's and a, and a Tuesday, two for Tuesdays, is it? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Chinese takeaway or Indian takeaway? Indian. A hoodie or a zipper? Hoodie. Hoodie. Prefer to go out a walk or a run? Walk, but can't run now. <laughs> Big Sly Stallone or Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, Sly Stallone. Right, this is something I'm doing with every guest, mate. Okay, so it's two one in the in the series anyway. So tonics tea cake or a caramel wafer? I'm from tea cake town as well. Caramel wafer. Oh, you've just drawn the season, mate. It's two each that is. Yes. Films, comedy or action? Action. MMA or boxing? Oh, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael McGuck. MMA. <laughs> And tell us, what's your favourite action movie of all time, mate? Oh, oh you say Die Hard, wouldn't you? But I say, I don't know if, when you say Sly Stallone, I was thinking of Rocky. It's not quite action. It must be Die Hard. Die Hard? I'd say Die Hard. Did you say Die, Die Hard a Christmas film or no a Christmas film? Action Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> so, the funny thing is, when me say MMA, I'm going to be starting to learn how to box a bit. <laughs> My brother, so. Are you? <laughs> so that, that's quite funny <laughs> well that's good mate so listen Tony thanks very much for your time mate I hope you've enjoyed it as much as certainly I have uh, and I appreciate you coming on 
Oh, it's been brilliant, James. Really, really appreciate being on, mate. And uh, I keep up the good work. Uh, I'm a fan of what you're doing, so I totally support that, mate. I wish you all the best. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you.